let's be radically honest. There's a reason why you decided to become the professional or entrepreneur that you are today. Is it safe to say that it wasn't to be away from those you love or sacrifice yourself and your health while doing it? What if you could create the life and business of your dreams without working harder? What if stress and overwhelm were a thing of your past? Entrepreneurial success coach Ranchelle Van Bryce is here to guide you through letting go of comparison and imposter syndrome so that you can stop making a living and start creating your epic life. Hello, 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 and welcome. It's so great to have you here. You know, talks about being an entrepreneurial success coach. I think it's like Ranchelle's here to dance with you. So for those of you who are joining me, if you're here on TV with me, you see that every time there is music, I kind of bounce to the beat of the music. I love music. Um, and I love dancing. And so you'll see me see me grooving away here. So thank you so much, whether you're joining me here live today on Inspired Choices Network or you are listening uh, afterwards. It's great to have you here. Uh, I'm doing a series uh, on quantum leaps. It's one of my favorite topics uh, because growing up, uh, you know, uh, in an entrepreneurial family, I watched my mom and dad with, they had a hotel in uh, Humboldt, Saskatchewan. So I watched my mom and dad do budgets and all of those kinds of things. And, and, and there was lots of stress. My parents opened a hotel at the end of the 70s when interest rates were over 21% and they had interest rates over 21% well into the 80s, even though uh, the interest rates weren't uh, doing that. And I watched my mom and dad struggle uh, with how to run a business. You know, they were, were entrepreneurial in nature and they had this hotel. It was, you know, in for Humboldt, Saskatchewan, there was 52 rooms, there was a pool, there was a lounge, there was a bar a dining room, a cafeteria, banquet rooms. It was like a, a really big deal in a town of 5,000 people. And just kind of watch them struggle back and forth, you know, with the different way that hotels are set up um, and there's their struggle to make ends meet because of not only because of interest rates, so that's part of it, that's part of the story, but just, I mean, being so passionate about what they were doing and, you know, getting into business for the reasons they got into business and then making a go of it. My dad shares a story a lot about, you know, one of the reasons why he decided to be a partner in a hotel was um, at that time, my dad uh, used to drink. So he is a, a recovering alcoholic uh, you know, and it went to a 12 step program. For those of you 12 steppers, I do have permission to share his story or share part of his story. And I remember him sharing with me and my teenagers that one of the reasons why he wanted a hotel was because it was acceptable to have um, cocktails in the afternoon <laughs> liquid lunches were acceptable when you were the owner of a hotel because you would meet your partners you would meet your clients you would meet uh, prospects you know in the in the in the lounge for a drink and it was okay it was more acceptable and it was at that time it was more acceptable to my mother and uh, so that's one of the reasons not the only reason but that was one of the reasons why he decided to own a business each one of us has our own story about why we wanted to open up our business, right? Each one of us is passionate about what we're doing, regardless of the reason. And so just, you know, take a moment here as I go into the quantum leaps and talk about changing your beliefs to change your outcome. What were the reasons why you decided to, to open your own business or to become an entrepreneur? Perhaps maybe you're in a profession and you're thinking about leaving the profession, leaving maybe the comfort of a job, and moving into entrepreneurship. And
and what's kind of moving you to that place in space. You know, for me, um, I've wanted to be an entrepreneur. So I would think I was nine. I was nine years old and I used to play business. So while my friends are playing teacher and nurse, um, playing doctor, I played business owner. I have a very, very vivid memory of myself wearing my mom's skirts, like a skirt that didn't fit her, right? Uh, putting a belt around it of my dad's, a suit jacket that my mom had because she also worked at the hotel. So she dressed in business suits and my mom's heels. She called them spikes where I'm walking around the house pretending that I owned a business. I never had really um, that point, never had the desire to be an educator or teacher, uh, really wanted to do business. And I remember, you know, pretending I was in a loft in the big city, uh, pretending that I had, they were called secretaries at that time. By the way, my secretaries were always male, really interesting. Remember thinking I was going to drive some sort of fancy sports car and uh, that thought that 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 desire of having a business or being an entrepreneur never really, really left me. Uh, even when I was working for other people, it was like, how can I become an owner of this company? How can I buy into you? How can I be a partner in this company? Every time I had a job. That's what uh, that's where I went to, whether I started waitressing or I was working in. I've had lots of different jobs, worked at funeral homes. I've worked at jewelry stores. I've waitressed um, pretty much. You name it. I haven't done uh, car sales or insurance. Those are two things I haven't done. Um, attempted to do insurance, but kept on failing the exam. So, I mean. And I share that with you because there is always a reason why we decide that we want to get into business. Uh, it doesn't, uh, I haven't found one entrepreneur that's just like, you know, I kind of fell into it. It was more of I had this burning desire. And lots of times the burning desire is there because we see something that we're in and we don't necessarily like the way that we're doing, that it's being done. So we decide to become an entrepreneur or the other part of it is that people are super uh, good at what they do and they hear from somebody, oh, you should totally like open your own, right, hairdressing. You should open your own massage therapy. You should open your own vet clinic. You should op open your own doctor clinic um, because they're passionate about the job. They're passionate about what they're doing. They forget though, they, whoever they are, forget that be, uh, being an entrepreneur has is a completely different skill set. Becoming the CEO of your company is completely different, right? So owning a coaching business is different than having a coaching practice, uh, which is, by the way, I probably should formally introduce myself. My name is Ranchal Van Bryce, um, and I'm a sacred art of business coach. So what does that mean? That means I practice the sacred art of business, which is there's three pillars to the sacred art of business, which is sacred uh, economics, sacred commerce, and sacred love. And, you know, one of my passions is sharing uh, the art of business and more in particular, the sacred art of business. So this story of becoming the CEO of your business, what it looks like is you approach things from a very different perspective. So, yes, I have a coaching business. I also have a coaching practice, um, and that requires different skill sets. One of the skill sets that I want to talk about uh, it when, when creating a quantum leap, as I uh, mentioned earlier in this show, is changing your beliefs so you can change your outcome. Changing the way that you look at things so you can change your outcome. There is a huge difference between uh, in mindset between working for somebody, so being an employee, and moving into owning um, your own business. 
And often the the leap or the link isn't even owning their own business. It's like moving to have their own practice. So hairdressers, uh, this is a great example, right? Leave the company that they're with to have their own business because they love, right? They love customers. They love cutting hair, right? They love being a hairdresser and they get into the business and they realize that being a hairdresser is one skill and there are so many other skills that are required to uh, develop to create to manifest a business and if I add the word successful business and that doesn't necessarily be in terms of the money that's create that we create attract the prosperity the abundance piece but all other things along the lines of that you know the first time that I realized that I didn't have a business with curves I had eight curves and I didn't have a business. What I had done was bought myself a job. And it, it was uh, a hard job because I was working way more hours than anyone else. And actually, if I broke down what I was taking in as a salary at that point in time, it was earlier on in my career, I was making probably half the money that the managers were making. It was one of those, oh, my moments. <laughs> I was like, why did I, why did I decide to do this? Oh, yes. Then I remembered my why. And I got into a completely different uh, mindset, right? And part of that mindset is this opportunity to, you know, take a look at what we're doing and, and apply different principles to it. How can we create a quantum leap? And the definition of a quantum leap for me really is not having an incremental stair-step approach or incremental results. There's nothing wrong with that, right, at all. But rather, what would it be like for me? What would it feel like for my family, for myself? If I made a decision and I could quantum leap to it, I could in leaps and bounds create the life that I desired. And it has a much, much different feeling to it. For me, it has one of liberation, one that's magical. Uh, luminous is a word that I love. Adventurous is another word that I love. And so what if we could create a business that looks like that? And so that's what today's episode is about, is creating this quantum leap. Uh, if you've joined me in the last couple of weeks, uh, I shared with you that I really got the premise of the quantum leap from a book called U Squared by Price Pritchett and uh, and using his steps and then adding my own magic of universal laws to it, uh, adding my own magic of being a business intuitive to it and sharing the message with you. And so what uh, 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 Price, pardon me, says is think beyond what common sense would allow. I'm going to take a moment of your time, everyone, and I'm going to share from this book. I think this is a great, it's a great book. And I want to honor Price, uh, you know, today uh, by sharing his message. He said, it's time to start focusing on possibilities rather than on limits or obstacles. Making a quantum leap means moving outside your mental boundaries. If you will rethink how you're thinking, you can multiply your performance potential. You must be, must let your desires guide you instead of allowing yourself to be boxed in by perceived constraints. Seeking the quantum leap means violating the boundary of the probable. It means achieving well beyond the obvious. So don't limit your desires to what you think you can have. Start going after what you want. In my world, I would say what you desire. This means you must give yourself permission to dream, to risk. You must set yourself free. A 10 or 20% improvement 
isn't the idea at all. That would represent only incremental gains. That might be an impressive performance in some situations. But while such a, a goal might be challenging, it would not represent a quantum leap. Quantum leaps are by definition rather astounding and certainly unconventional. Don't get the idea that absolutely anything you can think of as possible, it isn't. I'm going to repeat that. He says, don't get the idea that absolutely anything is possible. It isn't. But in some areas of your life, what lies within your reach is enough to stagger the mind. You can double your level of success, triple it, far beyond that. You can leverage up your performance to the second or third or fourth power or beyond. True, there are limits, but you don't need to worry about them. Your real limits are far beyond your artificial mental boundaries. The real limits won't box you in, but the fake ones you're carrying around in your mind are a self-imposed prison. Let me read that again. You can leverage up your performance to the second, third, or fourth power or beyond. There are limits, but your real limits are far beyond your artificial mental boundaries. The real limits won't box you in, but the false ones you carry around in your mind are a self-imposed prison. So what kind of self-imposed prison have you created for yourself? How do you break out of this jail? Through surrender. So I would add to that um, through allowance. So I'm going to talk about allowance as well during our time here together. You have to forfeit some of your old beliefs and sacrifice some of those sensible thinking patterns. So-called common sense can be a curse that puts a ceiling on how far you reach or how high you, or how, how high you fly. So today we're going to talk about changing your beliefs and changing your outcome and what that looks like. And he's very specific. How do you break out of this? And he says, he talks about through surrender. And what I find really interesting is surrender is such a difficult topic for so many people because we think of surrender as the white flag, right? I'm giving up. I'm sacrificing almost my life, right? to be imprisoned. I mean, that's the image certainly that I've had in my past. I hear that many times over from my clients and from my friends, that the word surrender for them means a giving up. It means this piece of, as I said this, I'm giving up, I've got this white flag, someone's going to take me away and throw me in jail. So isn't it interesting that he's talking about surrender is the way to get out of self-imprisoned jail, but when we think of surrender, we actually think of it as being part of the system or being part of the jail. And so I'm going to talk about that after our first break. Thank you so much for those of you who are joining me here live or listening afterwards. My name is Ranchelle, and the show here is Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle, and we're on Inspired Choices Network. Many of us view success as something that you arrive at, something you pursue, something that you will have to make happen. What if you ignited success within yourself? What if you viewed success differently, changed the way you look at it? Would you feel differently about yourself and your journey? Tuning in to Ignite Your Success with entrepreneurial success coach, Ranchelle Van Bryce, you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently. 
Join Ranchell Wednesdays on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchell. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca. Welcome back, everyone. So before the break, I was sharing with you Price Pritchett's uh, when he talks about his a new squared. He talks about thinking beyond what common sense would allow, which is my introduction to, you know, in order to have a different outcome, we actually need to change our beliefs. And when we do that, when we change our beliefs, we change our decisions that are, that are happening, we change the choices, we will certainly have a different outcome. You know, and Price talked about this, uh, this self-constraint jail that we create and the way out of it is through surrender. And then I shared with you, a lot of people have a challenge with the word surrender because they think about the white flag, right? And this uh, this this um, sense of giving up, right? You know, we uh, in in right waving the waving the flag. I give up. You win, which means I lose. But what if surrender could mean something completely different? What if we change the meaning of surrender? What if we looked at surrender as this opportunity of allowance? What if we looked at surrender and allowance and we decided it could have a new or different meaning for us? Because a belief is simply just a decision with enough evidence to support it. So what if we created a new decision and had new evidence? And then beyond that, we created affirmation statements to support the new belief with the new evidence. So that's one of the things I talk about a lot in my coaching practices. This is how you change your mindset. This is how you rewire your brain scientifically, right? You make this, you make a new decision, you provide evidence, you create an affirmation and a gratitude statement to support the evidence. And all of a sudden you start creating new neural network, new neural networks to support your new belief that you want. So when we're talking about quantum leaps, if you don't believe that a quantum leap is possible for you and your business or you and your life, then you're right. It's not. Um, but what if it was? What if what if you could make some simple changes? A quantum leap is not about working harder. It's not about working longer hours. It's not about sacrificing your health and wellness. It's not about, you know, sacrificing your relationship relationships. What it really is, is looking at your Let's say your business. So it doesn't have to be just business related, but I want to talk about business, looking at your business and asking yourself, really, what am I looking for? What, are, what is the ultimate outcome that I'm looking for? And one of the reasons why I don't believe that it's possible, 
Because if you did believe it was possible, you would already have created it or you'd be in the process of the manifestation of it. For me, creation and manifestation are as a two-step process, right? I think about the desire, I have this desire, I start creating it in my mind, I start visualizing as if it's happening, and the manifestation happens through inspired action. So for me, it's a two, it's this like, well, probably a three-pronged approach, right? The creation, meaning the visualization, the imagination, the manifestation, um, and taking inspired action. So if you're if you do not have the desired outcome that you want in your life, in your business, I would say it's safe to say that you have a belief and it can be I won't even say it's a limiting belief, but you have a belief, a reason why you believe that's not possible, that it's too pie in the sky, as an example, or it's like there's no way I can work harder around. Yes, I want to double my income this year or triple my income. Or yes, I want double the results or triple results, but I can't fathom it because there's no way I can work longer. There's no way I can work harder. I don't understand. There's there's no new structure. There's no new business foundation. There's no new marketing way to do this. I've done everything I possibly can, and I still am not there. And that's why you're here with me. My my the people that find me are because they've tried everything under the sun. They've hired business coaches who talk about strategy, which is important, uh, about building business foundations and systems and processes, which is also important. And then they uh, they go to uh, actually apply all of those things, and they're not able to. They're not able to apply it. They're not able to integrate it and embody it. And so what ends up happening is they think that there's something horribly wrong with them. But what they realize, it's not them necessarily. It's the system meaning it's the beliefs that they have about what they're doing. It's the yabbits that are running around in their heads. And it's the yabbits that there's gold. And, and a lot of people don't talk about the yabbits. There's lots of, there's lots of mindset coaches out there, 100%. And, what, and, and so I think one of the, the distinguishes for me personally is um, as an intuitive business strategist, I connect with your guides and your guides guide me to share with you the things that you maybe don't see the patterns that you don't see and so that's one of the reasons when we work together there's uh, so much movement in someone's business or personal life now beyond that um, the mindset shift that is required is often just a two degree shift it doesn't have to be really really big so let me give you a simple example in my own personal business from years ago um, years ago, as part of a of a triad, so I was working with two incredible women here from Central Alberta, who were doing a social. We were doing a social media two or so the two day, or maybe it was just a one day conference, and we wanted to talk about social media from a much different perspective that was being talked about. It when they it was the year of two thousand and eighteen. That's a story. In the year of the Lord of two thousand and eighteen. There was three women working on this project. And what ended up happening was, as we were working on this project, my I'm not enough button kept on being triggered because I look at things so differently. So we had this amazing business coach there, which is about process and systems and structure. And then we had an, an amazing social media graphic designer who was also there about process and systems and structure time management and then we had me this out of the box business uh intuitive who channels right different business ideas for people 
and who started to see the brokenness of the system of and marketing and sales. And I've known that the system's been broken for a long time, but I didn't have the right words around it. And so what ended up happening was I created a situation. So this is the creation of owning it. I created a situation where I felt less than every single time we met because they were so strong and they were so clear about what they desired. And all I could think about was I wasn't good enough because I didn't have the, I didn't think the way that they thought. And that triggered and tweaked my I'm not smart enough button. I'm not, you know, intelligent. I'm not smart enough. I'm not enough. People don't understand me. People don't get me. I speak a different language. I speak in stories. I don't get to the point. I'm not a linear thinker, right? I'm an out-of-the-box thinker. And it triggered something in me where I just felt like I just had to shut up and follow their system. So every time I went to, to do something within the project, I faced this battle of flight, fright, flight, fright, or freeze. And for me, it was always freeze. I was always freezing. So I would like, go do this marketing funnel, Ranchelle, because sales and marketing has been my expertise for a very long time. So go do this thing, Ranchelle. And I would go to do it. And then I I couldn't. I was frozen. And every so I self-sabotaged. I was procrastinating. And in the end, I in the end, the um I, I disappointed two very important people in my life because like I couldn't keep up my end of the bargain, right? So the belief that I had was that I wasn't good enough, that I was in the wrong place, that these two women were way smarter than I was, and what the hell was I doing there and why were they with me? And so it, it, the action that I took was self-sabotage. So there is a belief, there's a thought, there's emotion. The action I had was self-sabotage and procrastination. So the action, the outcome was that I sucked, right? So, you know, we had the day of and we, you know, we certainly had people there, but it wasn't as successful as we thought it could be. And I took the blame. I took the entire blame of the event not having as many people there as it was my fault. It wasn't even my responsibility, but I took it as it was my fault. If I would have worked harder, done more, understood more. Right? So then again, all of my I'm not enoughness comes up because we're there that day. And I'm feeling really, really bad that I've done something horribly wrong. So there must be something horribly wrong with me. And I have no idea if those two incredible women felt that way, right? I just, I felt that way. They never ever blamed me, but I took the responsibility. Now, one of the things that I understand now at a much deeper level is that I'm super intuitive and I'm an empathic in nature. Plus, if you follow human design, I'm a reflector. And so my role in the world is to reflect back to my community, the health and wellness of the community. So it's kind of like a triple wham, intuitive, empathic, and, um, and a reflector. So now I know that the disappointment and the anger um, and all of the lower negative energies weren't even necessarily mine, that they belonged to maybe some of the people that were, were planning it with us, that it belonged to other, other individuals. It wasn't necessarily all of me. 
So now that I'm in awareness of that, so how does this go back to different beliefs, different outcomes? Now that I'm in awareness of that, when I'm working on a project and I'm and I procrastinate or I'm self-sabotaging, I can pause and I can go, okay, wait a minute. What's the belief behind this? And we're taught when, we, when we're self-sabotaging, we're taught when we procrastinate to just do it anyway, just push through it, right? Just pursue, just go to battle and do it. And, you know, if it was that easy, everyone would do it. <laughs> so there is a belief behind the procrastination. It's actually safer, right? It feels safer in our brains because our brains are wired for survival. It feels safer in our brains to procrastinate than to do the thing that we we desire that we are required to do to have the outcome that we desire. So it's safer to stay in fight, flight, or freeze. It's safer to, to stay in survival mode than it is to go in, into thriving. Because beyond thriving, there's something, there's the unknown. And we're so afraid of the unknown because our brains are wired that way, right? So what happens is, then we have this outcome again, over and over again, of what might look like a mistake or might look like a failure, certainly looks like self-sabotage and procrastination. So what are we to do? And I think that's the piece of it. What, sh what should we do? Great, Ranchal, fantastic information. Now, what the hell do I do with it? And this is really my specialty, is to take maybe some of the information you've heard this before and you're still not changing your behavior. Your beliefs still haven't changed. But my, my superpower is in taking this information, giving you really solid examples of the ways that you can apply this, you can integrate it, and you can embody it. And so we're going to do that after our second break. We're going to talk about what would this look like for you to change your beliefs so that you can have a new outcome. Again, thank you so much for joining me here live, or if you're listening afterwards, my name is Ranchelle Van Bryce, and you are on Inspired Choices Network, and the show that you're listening to is Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. Many of us view success as something that you arrive at, something you pursue, something that you will have to make happen. What if you ignited success within yourself? What if you viewed success differently, changed the way you look at it? Would you feel differently about yourself and your journey? Tuning in to Ignite Your Success with Entrepreneurial Success Coach Ranchelle Van Bryce, you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently. Join Ranchelle Wednesdays on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca.
Welcome back, everyone. So before we went to the break, I was just talking about the way that our brains function, that we're wired for for survival, not necessarily to thrive. When we have an outcome like procrastination or self-sabotage, it's because it's attached to uh, any, well, any outcomes attached to a belief, whether it's an empowering belief or it's a disempowering belief or a limiting belief. And each one of those beliefs is attached to a thought and attached to emotion. And so we just keep on rinsing and repeating. So if we're looking for a quantum leap, the first thing is to to move into a place of acceptance. Are you willing to accept that a quantum leap is possible in your business, even if you didn't know what a quantum leap would look like in your life or business? Again, I'm just going to talk about business today. Are you willing to accept that see, that's even possible? And and listen into you know what your um, I call it my voice uh, or voices that you know that say, is it a hell yes? Um, and there's excitement or is it, well, for sure, but, or is it a yeah, but I have lots and lots of yeah, buts, right? And so um, I think that's why I talk about it so often. It's like, yeah, but, uh, because in the, in the, but is where the belief is even in the, yes, let me rephrase it in the yes or the, yeah, there's a, but, or there's a, pardon me, a belief. And then in the, but there's a belief. So you might have two like opposing beliefs, Yes, I believe that there a quantum leap is possible, but I'm not sure how to get there. Okay, well, that's fair. But and in the but, but I don't know how to get there. There's a belief, right? There's a belief that you're supposed to know how to get to a quantum leap before you can say yes to a quantum leap. That would be a belief. There'd be a belief of maybe you're not smart enough to create a quantum belief. You might have this belief that everyone around you can do quantum leaps, but you can't because you don't have a system or process in place, or you don't have the right business foundations, or you don't have the skill set, or you don't. I mean, there could be, I don't know, a gazillion different limiting beliefs behind the yabbit. So being radically honest is so very, very important when you go to, to create a different outcome. So creating a different belief and creating a, uh, creating a different outcome. So first and foremost, would you be willing to work with the fact that the idea, the concept, the theory, that a, that a quantum leap is possible? So would you be willing? So you might not you might not know how, but would you be willing? So that's the first yes that we're looking for. Yes, Ranchelle, I'm willing to accept that there's a possibility that a quantum leap could happen in my life, even if I don't know how to do that until now, right? Until now. So that's the first yes that you're looking for. And so then the second one is, uh, and everyone goes into action. Oh, so what do I need to do to create a quantum uh, quantum uh, leap? And I'm like, the, the, the doing part is the actually is the last part. So my question for you is, how do you want to feel? Once you have this quantum leap, How do you want to feel? What words would you, what emotions would you use to describe, right? And you can actually look up uh, on Google, uh, right, the uh, list of emotions that are available to us. Because we think that there's, you know, well, I used to think there was five. And then in therapy one day when my therapist said, well, how do you want to feel? She hands me this list of beliefs. And I was like, are you kidding me? There's like, I don't know, there's like 75 different words in here. I didn't even know there were that many words to describe how I could feel or the emotion behind it, right? And so, you know, she got me hooked on a great book, uh, Danielle Laporte's Desire Map. Fantastic book if you like to read. And it was through Danielle's work that I learned about what she calls core desired feelings. 
And so in the core desired feeling work, there's, she gives a list of 250 different words, if you can believe it, that could describe how you want to feel. And so I do this every year. Actually, I do it every quarter. I look at how do I want to feel in my life and my business in each section of my life and business. And I come up with seven words. So, and I have them sticking out here. So um, on my computer. So I know that I want to feel luminous. I want to feel magical, liberated, graced, prosperous, delighted, and adventurous in everything that I do. And I picked adventurous because I'm actually, I, I'm a risk taker in business, but adventurous is a stretch for me, right? I like to laugh. Um, I like to say I have fun, but play is difficult for me. And so adventurous was like, well, I can bring, I can kind of think, bring a little bit of play into my life. So when I'm in the morning, when I'm doing my meditation, I bring my words, you know, and I, and I focus on my words and I'm like, here's how I want to feel in my life. And I'll pick one word for the day, like luminous. Today, I want to, everything I do, I want it to feel luminous or I feel illuminated or illuminated or different words, but kind of the same concept, the same feeling behind it. And then when I decide to make my commitment list, I look at that and go, okay, if I want to feel luminous in my life, okay, who do I need to be? So the second piece is who do I need to be? Who do you need to be in order to feel whatever word that you want to feel? For me, if I want to feel luminous, I want to feel illuminated, I need to be open. I need to be open to possibilities that I haven't been open to before. I need to have an open mind. I need to be open hearted. That's who I would need to be, not do. I don't do open-hearted, right? I be open-hearted. I would need to be in awareness. I would need to um, be settled, right? So that's the next thing. I So, okay, how do I want to feel and who do I need to be? And the next question then, in order to create the quantum leap, so it's not about doing until now, and then you can ask yourself, okay, so if I want to, if I want to you know, feel illuminated, and I and I and I know I need to be like open hearted and and maybe even vulnerable or the pieces, whatever I decide that day. Then I ask myself, great, what do I need to do? So I have this idea of this business that I want to build, this idea, this life that I want to build, my business being a vehicle to the life that I desire, creating this epic life that I talk about in the intro of my show. What do I need to do? Then I do. Right. And if it's not going to help me feel illuminated, right, I look at that and go, is that something I need to do today? So it's not a procrastination, but it becomes a decision. Feel the difference. I'm deciding, right, to look at this and see if this fits in with the feeling of the day. Now, if, if it doesn't fit in with the feeling of the day, I still might do it because it's something that's required, but I spend less energy right I spend less energy trying to talk myself into something that I'm procrastinating on now don't get me wrong I still procrastinate it is it is it is a thing for me I use other tools like now or not now for procrastination if I if I'm postponing something I'm like okay is now or not now I don't even go into the story of why I'm procrastinating I'm procrastinating because I I because that's something that I experience I procrastinate for different reasons and probably you procrastinate. So I can go into this, if not now, then when, Ramshell? If I'm not going to do this thing now, when am I going to do it? 
right? So lots of times it's just so much easier in the now or not now to just do it now or commit to the when. And this is all connected to the belief systems, you know, around procrastination, the belief system, or, or the, the, the stopping points with, for me, for you, on procrastination and self-sabotage. So I'll go back. The steps are, so the first step is uh, asking how you want to feel. The second step is who do you need to be in order to feel that way? And the third step is what action do I need to take or what actions do I need to take? When, um, when you use this process, the actions that you take are what I refer to as inspired actions or inspired cho- <laughs> inspired choices. That's really funny. Inspired choices. Because you're making a decision of the action you want to take based on how you want to feel. And that's so different than making a to-do list or task list because you're trying to get a project done that you have to get done more than likely because you've procrastinated on it before and there's been some self-sabotage in your past. So the new belief that you need to bring into, um, to uh, so we, I would use the word surrender, the new belief that you need to allow in your life will be around why you're stopping procrastination. What new belief do you need? What new belief will be required from you so that you don't stop, so that you don't have this fight, flight, freeze, or we can add fawn into that, right? So you're not paralyzed by, I don't know what to do, or I'm afraid to make a mistake. So a new belief that I brought in a long time ago in my life was, there is no such thing as failure. There are no such things as mistakes, and I can't mess this up. I can't make a wrong decision in my life. Every decision has led me to exactly where I needed to be right now. Every single decision, even if it would have been deemed a poor decision in my life, right? Even if that would have been, that was a poor decision. I, you know, I remove the terms, the judgmental terms. I move into maybe more terms of of relativity using the law of relativity or using in terms of discernment versus judgment. And I re- and I recognize that everything, every decision that I've made, every, let's say, experience, whether it was a failure or not, has led me to exactly where I am today so that I can be in front of you and sharing my story. So how could any of that been a mistake? Even if I went through self-sabotage, even if I did procrastinate, right, even if I made huge financial mistakes, which I did in my life, even if I made all of those decisions, Right. So I can I can use the word mistake and there's no like um, emotion around. There's no guilt or shame around the word mistake or failure for me any longer. And I and so I can use that word for a long time. I had to make different choices in the words that I use because I had guilt or shame. And now I don't have guilt or shame yet. Right. uh, Stick around uh, in the next 15 minutes. I'm sure I'll make a mistake. (laughs) Right. I'm sure I'll say something that I didn't quite mean, or I might struggle for a word. But what if we brought in the decision process, the new belief that there was no such thing as a mistake? There was no right or wrong, no error, uh, no failures. How would that shift for you in your decision process? Would you, with more confidence, move forward and making a decision, making a choice, because you knew there was no there was no room for a mistake. 
it's you know the uh, I love the universal law of sacrifice because the universal law of sacrifice is sacrificing one decision or one choice for another. In particular, it's about sacrificing something of the lower density nature to a higher density nature. But I love to sacrifice knowing if I'm so, you know, um, chicken or steak tonight for supper. If I choose steak, that means I sacrificed the decision to eat chicken. Right. So, um, so there's not necessarily one of a lower density or higher density. But all of a sudden I start to realize everything I do is a decision. And I have no guilt or shame around choosing steak over chicken. So why do we have guilt or shame around other choices that we've made? Because we have a belief that a meaning to the decisions that we made. We're programmed for shame, you know, and guilt. We're not born with any shame or any guilt, but that's programmed into us, right? There's um, beliefs are passed on. Programming is passed on from our parents. So again, what if we look at, we want a different outcome. We're looking for a different outcome in our businesses, Right. We're not maybe not there where we want to be. Therefore, a new belief is required for a new outcome. And we can start with looking, having radical honesty and maybe asking some thought provoking questions in order to create a new belief. And that's what we're going to talk about at the next uh, after this next break. Our next and last break is what kind of questions can you start asking yourself so you show up differently so you can see the insidiousness of your, your beliefs. So up next, thank you so much. Let's go to our last break. My name is Ranchelle. You're on Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle, and we're on Inspired Choices Network. Many of us view success as something that you arrive at, something you pursue, something that you will have to make happen. What if you ignited success within yourself? What if you viewed success differently, changed the way you look at it? Would you feel differently about yourself and your journey? Tuning in to Ignite Your Success with Entrepreneurial Success Coach Ranchelle Van Bryce, you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently. Join Ranchelle Wednesdays on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca. Welcome, welcome back, everyone. It's so good to have you here. Um, so before the break, we were talking about beliefs and outcomes and the steps that I use to look at my beliefs. And I don't go to straight to action, but I ask some thought-provoking questions beforehand. And I promised I would share with you some of the, some of the thought-provoking questions you can ask. But before we do that, um, I love Oracle cards. I use Oracle cards on a regular basis in every area of my life for business. And so I pulled a card before we um, came on and asked uh, to have a message for the audience, whether it's the audience uh, or now, if you're listening to me live or afterwards, and I'm using the Enchanted Map Oracle Cards by Colette Barrett, uh, Baron Reed. And the card that came up was called Making a Choice, which is so funny, right? Because we're talking about making a choice. So um, can't make this stuff up, right? I uh, So this is the card. And I want to share with you what it says. 
says you're faced with a dilemma or a fork in the road and you must make a conscious choice regarding the next right action. Whatever that choice is, you must take responsibility for it. Yet you needn't be afraid. You may not have all the answers right now because the way ahead can't be known until you've embarked and traveled a few steps. Trust your intuition, ask for a sign from spirit and you will be led to the, to the path. If you remain conscious and aware, your choice will be the right one at the time. Life is always about learning. Success lies in choosing consciously, guided by intuition and spirit. Now, I find it um, funny that she's talking about right action and right decisions. So I want to clarify that. From my perspective, any decision that you make was the decision that you were meant to make in the time that you have with the information that you had. So any decision is the right decision. It relieves the pressure from your logical brain to avoid making a wrong decision. So we talk about in the universal laws, uh, in the law of attraction, we talk about the right way of thinking or an error in thinking. And the reason why we have such resistance to things like that is there's, we have a belief that we need to be right or we can't be wrong. But if you can let that go, if you can let go of the meaning behind right, meaning behind wrong, meaning behind failure, meaning behind error, and just know that everything is an experience. So if you make a decision today based on a fear, right, based on a limiting belief, I promise you that it will lead you to a new way of thinking, a new way of being. I also believe that maybe the path for you isn't meant to be like this. Maybe it's meant to be a meandering path. And maybe in that wrong decision, I'm air quoting for those of you who don't see me on TV, maybe in that wrong decision, that wrong decision led you, you feel like it led you astray. But when you look at it, especially if you like, can look at some of the past, air quote, mistakes you've made, you can see that every mistake that you made actually led to some sort of insight, some sort of aha moment, some sort of relationship. There was a reason for it. So if there's a reason for it, how can it be wrong? How can it be an error in thinking, right? So the, I, do, I do disagree with other coaches in my field about there's a, a right way and a wrong way in the sense of the meaning that we give it. I believe we can say in terms of discernment, it was a good decision or it was a bad decision or it was the right decision or there was an error in my thinking without giving any meaning to it, without having any guilt or shame around making a mistake. Imagine if we, when we were little and we were trying to, we were learning how to walk and we fell and our parents told us just to give up. You made a mistake. You couldn't do that. So we're just going to, what, crawl around for the rest of our life. It sounds kind of funny, right? But that's what we're basically saying if we don't allow ourselves to, quote unquote, make mistakes. So last but not least, I promised you some thought provoking questions as you're facing your beliefs, whether they're limiting or empowering. Um, especially in the limiting belief, some of the questions you can ask yourself is, you know, um, where does this belief come from? Not why do you have it, but where does this belief come from? Is it my belief or is it something that was passed on to me from my family? Right? I believe that my family had every intention of keeping me safe. And so the beliefs that were passed on from my parents and from their parents and from their parents was to keep me safe. But what if I didn't need to be safe? What decision would I make if I didn't need to be safe? What decision would I need to make? Would I make if I wasn't in fear? 
What decision would I make if I wasn't in doubt? What decision would I make if I wasn't worried? What decision would I make from a place of love? What decision would I make if I was in a place of abundance and prosperity? How would I show up differently if I wasn't afraid? And what, what am I afraid of? What's the worst thing that I believe that might happen? And is there any evidence of that? Right? What's the worst thing that, that might ever happen? And is there any evidence of that? That's a really important question. The worst thing I was ever afraid of was facing bankruptcy and losing my house. And I did. I faced bankruptcy and I almost lost my house. Once I decided when I was in that situation that I accepted responsibility for the decisions that I made that got me to there, I asked myself, well, what else is possible? The way that I've been behaving is leading me down bankruptcy, my avoidance and procrastination and self-sabotage and my fear of having conversation with people about money is leading me to bankruptcy. So what else is possible? What do I need to do differently? And what I decided is I needed to have some tough conversations. I need to be okay with having the tough conversations. And I had to let go of my need to please people. I had to let go of my fear of what people were saying about me, the fear of criticism. I had to let go and release that uh, my guilt and shame around money and the money stories that I had. And I had to let go of the belief that I had to work really, really hard for money because I'd been working damn hard and was facing bankruptcy. And it was um, brought me to my knees right, when I was facing bankruptcy. So, so you can take a look at every situation that you're in and run through those questions. And I know I went through them super fast. And so, you know, if, uh, if you're listening to this live, you know, go back to the recording uh, and listen to it. And for those of you who are recording, right, just pause and, and ask yourself those particular questions. There's so much amazing, um, amazingness that can then can happen when you approach your life a little bit differently and you release the guilt and shame, you release the, the doubt and worry, and you really move to a place of faith. Um, and faith uh, in the understanding that more than likely up until this point in time, you've figured things out. Might have taken you a few years. For me, it took me several years, right? But what would your life look like if you surrendered? What would your life look like if you allowed a new way of thinking into your life? If you allowed new beliefs into your life, how would your life change? And would you be open to the possibilities of having a quantum leap versus this stair, this stair step incremental step of increasing your revenue in your business or um, something that could lead to an epic life and using your business as a vehicle to that life. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. Ranchelle returns Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, be big, be bold, be brilliant, be you.